Lead Well. Welcome to the Lead Well Podcast, where we're growing the whole leader, sharpening leadership skills while strengthening the heart and leadership. Let's lead well. All right, now this is uh, Farrell Brown and uh, Tyree Smith. We want to welcome you to Victory's Love Your Neighbor podcast. We're going to do, we don't even know how many of these are going to go. We're just working through this, not really freestyle, but just kind of taking you through things. We want to start you with some ground rules. This is, uh, you know, how to love your neighbor. But Tyree, this isn't, you know, four spiritual laws or a, a chick track. And some of you may not know what I mean by that. Or this isn't the Roman road. There used to be these ways that they would try and teach you to share the gospel. And we're not really talking about that. This isn't an elevator speech or, you know, how to do a crusade altar call. Mm -hmm. We're not really talking about doing this with a stranger. What we want to talk about is how to share with your neighbor, how to share with your coworker, how to share with your boss and actually how to share with people that are also, uh, maybe you're their boss, Mm -hmm. How, how you impact the people that, uh, I can influence and Tyree can influence. Mm -hmm. Tyree, what is it? What this is, is really going out and allowing ourselves to be a light because our light is worthless until it goes into the darkness. And if we don't understand that, then we really won't get far in our efforts to win others to Christ. Uh, Matthew four nineteen says, Jesus called out to them, come follow me and I will teach you how to fish for people. And so it's really all about following Jesus. And he gives us the courage to go out there and win other people to himself. So, sure. You know, one thing we, we talked about is, you know, we want to really talk about how to express what you've seen and heard. You know, Tyree, I, I've had people ask me before, hey, where did Adam's sons get their wives from? Champ, I don't know. <laughs> you I have no idea, you know. So, I mean, there's things that are probably in the Bible that I'm not going to be able to explain until I get to heaven. Yeah, It's just not, you know, I don't know. Maybe I haven't studied enough, but there's <laughs> things I don't know. But I can tell you this, you know, when I was, when I was a, a young kid, I got um, stung by like 19 wasps on my lips as, as like a four-year-old. And it, what it did is it caused me to be allergic to bee stings, allergic to mosquito bites and things. And so I spent a good part of my youth sometimes hospitalized over just mosquito bites or something wow. like that. Wow, wow, wow. And then I, got, I, I became a Christian right before I turned 17, and I asked God to heal me of that. Mm-hmm. And I think I've surely been stung 50 times since then, never had a reaction, nothing. Wow. Nothing, never had a reaction of any type. I... I you know, I've had plenty of, unfortunately, mosquito bites and yeah. <laughs> never had any reactions. I'm talking about like my throat would constrict. I couldn't breathe. Wow. So what we want to talk about is what I've seen and heard, because you can argue with me where Adam's sons got their wives from. Yeah. You can't argue with me whether I've been healed of this. That's right. And so I'd rather much rather say, hey, this is what I've experienced. This is what God's done in my life. Mm-hmm. And here's some things I, I want him to do in my life. There's nothing wrong with that else. So yeah. also, so, you know, you, we're going to get into that. So... If this is your first podcast listening to it, this is our first podcast, but we're actually going to be really pushing as you go through this for everyone to come back to this one, because without really what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like, you know, the rest of it would be really difficult. You know, I think the biggest question I think a lot of people start running into Tyree is, am I qualified? Ooh. Am I, am I really somebody that can share the gospel? You know, I, I don't know, you know, I haven't felt this way for years, but I think most people think that's a preacher's job. A hundred percent. That's Pastor Johnson's job. Yeah. That's an evangelist. What about Billy Graham? Didn't he do these big meetings or <laughs> Greg Laurie or whoever else, you that's know, or, 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 you know, a concert or, or something. Aren't you supposed to get, you know, born again at an altar or something? Let me just invite people to church. Yeah. That's what I'll do. And I'll let Johnson lead them in. 
You know, I think one of the difficult things that people don't recognize is the Bible talks about pastors. It talks about teachers, evangelists, prophets. You know, it talks about these fivefold ministry gifts, the apostles, things like that. And actually, though, it says something very simple right after that. They are for the edification. That just means building. That's the edification of the saints. They actually... Pastor Johnson is perfectly capable of talking to somebody in the world, mm-hmm. but when he is, he's actually just talking as a Christian. Yeah, yeah He's not yeah. talking as a pastor. Mm-hmm. When he's talking to me, when he's talking from the pulpit, he's pastoring me. Edification, remember, that's to build me up yeah. so I can go in the world and go minister to people. And so right. a question a lot of people ask is, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't I just rely on that? Well, 2 Corinthians has a really interesting scripture where it just literally tells you, we are all called into a ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. You know, this year, we're calling this the year of reproduction. That's mm-hmm. all that is, is this is, you are called into a ministry of reproduction. Mm-hmm. Your Reconciliation is a, probably a better word because what you're doing is you're bringing God back into people's lives. That's good. So we're called to that. It's something that we're, we're supposed to do. So by the way, we're qualified. Come on. We're authorized. That's good news. You know, we work, we work a lot of times in, uh, in, uh, in uh, countries that, uh, you know, look at America, you know, I'm, I'm the, me working in missions, we run into people that are a lot of times are going, they're looking to us like we're the Americans and we make all the decisions. And one of the things I have to always start talking to, I remember we had a young couple that was um, for a short, short period of time helping us with our house in uh, Mexico. Yeah. And uh, they were Venezuelans and they were calling me every single day. Can I do this? Can I do this? Wow. Can I do this? And literally, we talked about even getting them a T-shirt because wow. I, I learned, I don't remember it anymore, what the phrase you are authorized was in Spanish. Mm, what is that? I don't remember. No, that's oh. what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even sure I can say it in Russian, much less. But, uh, you know, at the same time, my point is, is that we're authorized. Yeah. We've been given a ministry of reconciliation. This is actually our job. Wow. You know, he left it. It's a strange thing, man. Jesus left so that we could tell his story. Mm. He rose from the dead, so it, he put that story on us. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. we are authorized. Mm. You know, and Romans 10 talks about how will they hear except someone tells them. That's just an easy question, right? 100%. How are you going to be able to tell that? How, how's anyone going to know unless someone tells them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I will tell you that there's been studies, Barna and different groups have, have learned it, that truly... The greatest, and we're talking about this, I think it's in our uh, second podcast. We're going to talk about relationship. Yeah. But one of the things they said is actually they've studied where do um, where does salvation stick best? It's I'm, I, This is my wording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they said when a, when a relationship, a neighbor, a family member, a friend dr- brings you to Christ, that's actually the strongest one. I don't know why, but it's also 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. So yeah. if any of you became a Christian in that period of time, for some reason, that's a part where it sticks to. But wow. altar ministry, I've done tons of it in my life. Yeah. I've done tons of it. You've seen it. You've done it. You're, you're, you've got a career in, uh, in hip hop where right. you're, you're doing altar calls. We believe in all of that, That's right. but truth be told, the strongest bonds to Christ are when you were just one other guy or one other girl mm-hmm. and they lead you to Christ. And we're qualified to do that. That's we're, right. we're called to do that. You know, one of the things I've always found interesting is we always talk Tyree about, about, kings and presidents mm-hmm. and prime ministers and we always have these titles for people and it's interesting what jesus calls christians though mm-hmm. you know because I, I used to always think well he's he's king of kings and lord of lords are we a little lord or are we a little king and mm-hmm. you can you could say so there, mm-hmm. there's some truth to that mm-hmm. but what he technically calls us or not technically what he distinctly calls us in the new testament is ambassadors right 
Right. You know, I, I've I've had to go to embassies a hundred times in my life. You right. know, and it's always interesting to me. You go into a, into a, I, I, I'm going to use Kenya as an example. I remember going to Washington D.C. and I went into Kenya's embassy and I walked in. I've been to Kenya over fifty times, but right. I walk into there. And they've got these beautiful pictures of lions and they've got uh, these different uh, statements in Swahili and they've got beautiful colors in their flag. And they're basically in the middle of America. Right, 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 right. Representing Kenya. And it's beautiful. It's all the beauty of Kenya. Wow. So what does an ambassador does? He lives in a strange land. Mm. Representing something no one else can see except they come and so see good. him. So good. Except man. they come and talk to him. They wouldn't know about the country That's I'm right. from. And so we basically are the ambassadors. We are the ones that get to bring the good news of Jesus, yeah. the fact that we can be citizens of heaven. We're an ambassador. We don't we're not in heaven. <laughs> it doesn't feel like heaven to me, right? Right, right, right. You know, Absolutely. but we but we represent heaven yeah. right here on earth. It's a really interesting thing. We could have been called anything, but he called us ambassadors. And so Come on. hey man, we're qualified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are. We're 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 not only qualified, but we're authorized. We're authorized. Come on. Come on. What what disqualifies me, man? Man, that is a great question. Should I go ahead and give the spoiler alert? Absolutely. Nothing, <laughs> nothing disqualifies us. And the biggest thing about understanding the the position that we've been given and the opportunity that we have, I love what you said a second ago, we get to be ambassadors for Jesus. That is an amazing opportunity. We get to shine his marvelous light. And the key thing to being effective in that is understanding that, first of all, perfect people don't need a doctor. Last time I checked, I'm not perfect. You you perfect, Pharaoh? No, man. I don't know anybody that's perfect. And it just so happens that the same people that you're allowing yourself to feel disqualified over to share with them who the doctor is, it just so happens that they're imperfect as well. And so if I'm imperfect, if you're imperfect, then what's the point of us waiting to, to get to this point of or this level of perfection or of holiness before we point people to the doctor? That's all it is, just pointing people to the good doctor. So, I mean, in a sense, what you're saying is, is I'm not the answer anyway. That's right. I'm just pointing to the answer, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. right. That's right. Tell me a little bit more about that. A hundred percent. And when you get saved, you literally get a, a, a new life. We're not discounting that. The fact that Jesus is giving you a new identity, none of that. But the thing that empowers us to go and point people to the hope is Jesus. That's the only, that's the only difference between us and the, and those who are not saved. We now know who the hope is. We now understand where people need to go to get healing. Mm. And as long as we look at life like that and the people that are around us, look, there's millions of opportunities to get people saved. There's millions of people that are going to hell every single day. So while you're taking time to get yourself all together and to get quote unquote holy, people are going to hell. And so our perspective on it can be very unhealthy if we feel like we just need to, you know, reserve this season in our lives just to get right before we step out and tell people about Jesus. Okay, well, if you saw somebody in a burning car, are you going to wait until Mm -hmm. you are are a perfect person before you go save that person out of that burning car? I don't think so. I don't think so. You will do whatever you can to get that person rescued. And it's the same thing, literally the same thing. People are going into a lake of fire each and every day, and we got to be in place. We got to understand what we can do to aid them to find Jesus. And we are a city set on a hill. I love that scripture. Yeah, we man. are a city on that, that, that we are a city set on a hill 
that cannot be hidden. And so guess what? Regardless if you decide to preach the gospel or not, you can't be hidden. People are going to see you. So the real question is, are you going to be an agent of grace, an agent of hope while you are on this earth? Are you going to be active in doing what God is already and being a part of what God is already doing? He's already using churches and, and groups of people to be a part of his great commission. Are you going to jump in and be a part of that? There's no such thing right, as right. being qualified to share the gospel. And I love that. I love that. Now, Farrell, one of the biggest things that I think people have a hard time understanding when it comes to this is, okay, well, you don't understand Tyree Farrell. I'm deep in sin. I understand who I am in Jesus. I understand that I've been given a new identity, but you know, this sin, I just can't seem to break. It's the same sin over and over and over again. And for those people, I want to make sure you, you understand we're not saying something that we're saying something that we're, we're actually not saying. We're not saying, Hey, don't, actively pursue holiness that's not that's not yeah, what yeah man work on your sin yeah yeah but yeah. don't let that hold back from being able to share the gospel man that's right that's right that's right i, I loved your analogy hey i'm just pointing you to the doctor that's it i'm not your answer anyway mm -hmm. you know um that's good stuff you know I, one of the things i like about that scripture you mentioned about a city set on the hill it actually starts with you are mm. the light of the world wow mm. it, it doesn't go hey if you'd like to be you could be the light of the world. Right, right, right. It actually, you are the light of the world. You got it. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're as bright as you are, mm. you know, and what's going on is what's going on. But I, what I really like about the scriptures, and we're going to talk about that probably literally every podcast, because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that scripture is just so, got so much rich stuff in it. But one thing about it, it literally says, there you are on the side of the hill, man. Yeah. You can't be hidden. Can't be hidden. So people are already wondering about you. Mm -hmm. You're different. If you're saved, you're different. It, it, the Bible talks about that. Strangers in a strange land, a peculiar people. Yeah. They're trying to figure you out already. This is just you answering the question. Come on. You know, that's just that. You know, you said something to me the other day. I thought it was really good. You said, hey, man, the only thing that really disqualifies me is me. Come on. You know, the only thing that stops me is me. It's true. And so we're not talking about that. You know, one of the questions, I mean, what if I'm shy or what if, I, you know, I don't feel like I've got the right skills and stuff. Hey, only thing that disqualifies you is you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not the most outgoing guy. Mm. I'm certainly not the best communicator. Wow. But, uh, you know, I just find ways to talk to my neighbor, talk to my coworker, mm. you know, and, and uh, I'm not, I haven't really ever tried to learn a skill kind of like we talked about earlier, like the four spiritual laws or something like mm -hmm. that. What I've just learned is to talk to people. That's right. You know, that type thing. Right. Uh, you know, when, when it comes down to it, you're basically just, hey, man, this is something that's working for me. Yeah. This is, again, this is what I've seen and heard. Yeah. This is what's happened with me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one, they don't refute it, but two, man, they're looking for that. That's right. They're looking for answers. Now, have they had a bad experience with a Christian? Possibly. Possibly. Have they been hurt, some kind of church hurt? Possibly. You know, your seed... That may work for 30 years before they come to Christ. That's right. By the way, they may never come to Christ. Mm. That's not a wasted seed. Come on. That's not a wasted seed, right? Come on. That's right. That's you know, right. and so, uh, you know, I, uh, I'll i tell you this, man. This is a tough story, and this isn't in our notes, but I want to. I think it's something we ought to say. You know, my uh, freshman year in high school, there's a guy, his name is Jimmy, and he, he was our sweet mate. Mm -hmm. And uh, just a smart guy, good-looking guy, great friend, you know, hung out with him, but I shared my faith with that guy just like crazy. I talked to him about the Lord. He he asked questions and we talked and different things happened. And, you know, end of, uh, end of our freshman year, he got killed. I'll never forget it. But the part that was really interesting is 
two weeks before he died, he came and talked to me and he goes, hey man, I believe what you believe in the sense that I think you got it. I think you got wow. it figured out. He had a girlfriend and uh, he goes, I don't want to let go of that. And I hadn't even told him he had to, you know, I let yeah. God, Jesus deal with that type <laughs> stuff. But still he goes, and he said, it. he goes, I'm going to take a risk. Man, I'll go ahead and tell you, I hope he prayed with some night. Yeah. But I got to tell you, I'll never forget this the rest of my life. Uh, a dear friend of mine came to me uh, when he when he got killed, and he goes, hey, man, Jimmy's dead. And uh, there's no question I was sad, bro. Yeah. yeah. I was sad. I, I kid you not, though, there was also this relief that came over me. Mm. I went, man, I gave that guy everything I knew. Wow. I gave him my absolute best Jesus I knew at that time in my life. I yeah. talked to him and there was actually some relief in that. I didn't feel like, man, I held that thing, you right, know, like right, the Bible, right, you know, right. I, I don't even know if you know, I held it in a basket. I didn't actually ever show anybody, you know, at least I knew I had told him and things and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, man, I guess that's kind of what this podcast is like, because we were definitely didn't plan to talk about that, but you know, it's, 100%. it's something where, you know, not every time that you get to lead someone to Christ, but I'm going to tell you, it means something when you know you shared your heart with them yeah, yeah, they, yeah they heard it they got to hear it and things so i love that if we if if you don't mind i want to borrow from the mentality of perhaps one of the not perhaps one of the greatest evangelists that ever lived and i'm pulling from first corinthians chapter 15 verse 9 because i'm talking about paul right and paul was saying uh, in that passage for i'm the least of the apostles I don't even deserve to be called an apostle. I've done so much crazy yeah. things in my past. I've persecuted the church. I've done this and that. And I know that I'm, I understand that I'm the chief of sinners, but yet I work harder than, than, than all of the apostles. I work harder than, than everybody to get the name of Jesus out for people to understand the hope that I have. Now, again, we're borrowing from the mentality of one of the greatest evangelists. If he was self-aware enough to call himself the chief of sinners, then how much more should we be aware that, hey, we have this opportunity and we are authorized with this opportunity to spread the name of Jesus. Farrell, I can already hear people saying, oh, that's easy for you to say, Tyree and Farrell. Y'all do stuff like this all the time. Y'all talk to people all the time. Y'all are, are, are communicating from, from different platforms and et cetera. Mm. What do we say to the people that say, I'm an introvert. I'm, God just didn't wire me like that. My personality is just not built for what you're saying I should do. You know, I'll tell you, it's really an interesting thing, but the guy that actually led me to the Lord was one of the least social people I've ever met. And uh, I don't know how hard it was for him to talk to me. Wow. But he brought it, man. Mm. I'm sure there was a, a, some having to get out of his comfort zone. I'm sure it was, but he had a, he was older than me. And um, he just... Look, man, I mean, the fact of the matter is, Tyree, you, you brought it up earlier. Part of this is, who do you not want to share with if you truly believe in hell? Mm. Wow. Now, I don't want to shame anyone to do this. <laughs> but if you truly believe in hell, mm. okay, who doesn't hear this? That's right. Who are we going to leave out of this, right? right. Mm -hmm. But I actually think there's gifts in people that are introverts. Some of my closest friends are introverts. Wow. And man, they speak to me. Now, they don't speak to me screaming through a microphone. That's true. Mm -hmm. They're unlikely to ever be an evangelist, mm -hmm. you know, teaching people things. But the fact of the matter is, is some of the greatest things I've ever gotten came from introverts. Wow. I think that's a strength. I wish I had it sometimes. I'm a little bit outgoing, you know, man. I'm, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. sit here in line and go, hey, by the way, I'm an introvert. No, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not. But some of my greatest friends, people that have fed me and, and, and built me up, 
But truth be told, the guy that led me to the Lord was a complete introvert. And he just found it within him that, hey, I'll say what I can. Yeah, he wasn't real loud. He, he would go, oh, you got any questions? Yeah. I don't ever ask that. I don't think I probably should. But, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's like, and I can remember him asking me that. Man, that's a long time ago, bro. Wow, man. But he asked, hey, what, 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 what's your thought? Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? And uh, I remember him telling me. I asked him things. Oh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Remember, man, we're talking about, hey, let's express what I've seen and heard. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with going, oh, don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is my Lord. You know, he, he's just been working with me. Come on. You know, there's nothing wrong with going, I don't know. Come on. Come on. I don't know. What about famine? What about suffering? I don't know, man. Mm. I know God is good. Come on. I know he's good, but I just, you know. Again, strangers in what? A strange land. Wow. You know, there's some sick stuff happening on the earth, right? Yeah. You know, but uh, my life has changed dramatically. Wow. I mean, completely. Just like yours. I've watched you, man. Mm-hmm. And so our lives are changed. And so that's that's the communication. Don't try and be something you're not. If you're an introvert, consider it a strength. Wow. But open your mouth. Come on. Again, that's right. how can they know unless they're told? That's right. And so I, I think uh, that's a great question. That's a great point. Yeah. What what do we do with that? You know, you go for it mm-hmm. in your own personality. Mm-hmm. Me, a pretty much an extrovert, mm-hmm. got led to the Lord by an introvert. Wow. But I've watched my wife. She's not an extrovert. I've watched her lead tons of people to the Lord. Wow. She can talk to people that I just, I grate their nerves. Mm. I probably am too loud. I talk too much. She just gentle, forgiving, loving. Mm-hmm. Patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, patient and me, that doesn't go together, right? <laughs> but her, she can just talk to someone and, oh, well, you're not there yet. I mean, yeah. not maybe saying it, but just feeling not yeah. there yet and keep on going. So what I hear you saying is when what we may perceive to be a weakness in our personality, what may be a weakness when submitted to Jesus could actually be a strength. I've seen it. Wow. I think so. I've seen it happen. Wow. Again, mm. I've seen it happen. Mm. You know. I, you know, I had no question about it. Somebody that's probably spoken more into my life in the last couple of years is one of the most quiet people you'd ever meet. Wow. But just has these moments where it just cuts my chest open mm. with just the tiniest cut, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm remembering, it's not really germane to talk about here, but I remember that person speaking something and it literally changed me. Wow. And it was just a couple of hand figures while explaining how, how life and change works. And I'm Come like, on. it was deep, bro. Come on. So there's nothing wrong. I would, you know, I'm, I'm seeing strength from both sides. I've got strengths too, being an intro, uh, extrovert. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. both got their strengths. Walk, walk, you know, God said we are all called ministers of reconciliation. That's right. Didn't say, Hey, the, the, the extroverts are going to do this. <laughs> By the way, I, I face discomfort in this. I've, I've led thousands of people to the Lord. Yeah. I still, there's these days where, you know, you're just like, ooh, I don't know. You know, you're going to have that. You got to have courage. That's right. You got to have courage. That's right. That's right. No, that's good, man. That's great. Wow. Touch on a lot of great stuff. A lot of great stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah. As we move through these, I think, you know, this is the one we're going to point everyone back to, though. I agree. Because the fact of the matter is, if you don't know you're qualified, you know, whether you're you know, really understanding the difference between good news and bad news. Yeah. If you're understanding, you know, uh, what, what, you know, how to, how to actually establish trust, how to establish relationships, mm-hmm. how, how to give, you know, be a true friend mm-hmm. is worthless if you don't know you're qualified. Come so on. man, it's been good, man. Yes, so uh, we're going to close this out and uh, we'll see or hear you guys. Be speaking with you here 
on our next podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, indeed.